The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. I got the keys ready to come in and we'll come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! Ah! Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider Man number one looks like? I guarantee you, Blake Lowe might be Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Now what did you expect from me? Other than the worst party of my history of birth! Check, check, murder, slash. That's good. Many years ago today, something grew inside of your mother. That thing was you. Backwards on Call Yourself. Hey, Fatso! We got your favorite thing! Disappointment! Yes. Yes. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live daily show. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been celebrating already. 
It's Cinco de Mayo. It's Cinco de Mayo on a very special, fantastic form. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, for those of you that don't know, yes, it is in fact Cinco de Mayo. I'm not mispronouncing that, but it is also Fantastic Forum's very own Moses Magnum's birthday. Hence, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nia wishes you a very happy birthday, Moses. Oh, thank you, Nia. Oh, hold on. Happy birthday. Sorry to throw Lawrence off. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Know, I, I thought Lawrence was more professional, but he's, he's you know, he, he's gotten rusty with his time off from here. <laughs> I was trying to mouth the words to him. He just wasn't understanding what I was saying. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today because it's Cinco de Moyo. Uh, you have the usual suspects in the building, of course. Jay, the silent assassin, he is here. He is. Okay, there it is. Uh, as we mentioned, the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, Moses Magnum is in the building. Yay. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, man. And uh, my name is Lawrence Young. I messed up the intro. Sorry. That's what happens when you when you uh, are half like a quarter in a virtual meeting, a quarter celebrating one of your, your closest friend's birthdays, a quarter hosting a show and a quarter day drinking. I apologize. You know, this used to be our our daily thing. Like, we've gotten rusty in this quarantine time. <laughs> we used to manage all yes. those things before, and and dodging kittens jumping on our heads. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it is hundred percent true. I feel I feel like we were literally dodging kittens on Cinco de Mayo one year. Yeah, I believe that did happen. Yes, yes. It was a good time. It was a good time. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. But like we said, uh, we got a great show for you today. Of course, we'll be celebrating Moses. But we'll also be bringing you some comic book content and, of course, the latest and greatest in comic book news. So we got all that coming up as well. Uh, if you want to get in on the action, um, we're going to tell you how to do that uh, right now. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah. Burr says, I hear metal music. Yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, so, Death Clock's birthday death day song. <laughs> birthday death day. Yeah. Okay. Not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Yeah. So, what'd you say, Jay? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to vocalize that. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> Jay was like, "These motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay, nope. Jay I don't think it's directed at us. I think it's somebody else. But yeah. still, you just. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some news, and it's. I've been trying to verify it, and it's difficult, but a lot of people are saying the same things, but it's unverifiable. Well, look, well, what's the rumor then? Um, basically, people are saying that the New Mutants is queuing up 
for a video on demand release. Oh, I did see that. I think Amazon accidentally put it up. Right. And people have been saying it's for pre-sale, but when you go to Amazon.com, it's not listed at all. And I followed a link, but there's no pre-purchase option there. So it looks like someone jumped the gun. Yeah, yeah, definitely someone at Amazon made a mistake. They're working from home. And a kitten jumped under a keyboard, that's all. Hey, listen, <laughs> I can't be mad at it. You know, you know that happens. <laughs> happens to everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it goes. I wish I could have kittens. Why can't you? Because my dogs will kill them. Oh. You can well, at least you, you, you know well enough that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't do it. There's some people that would get them anyway. Yeah, uh, Joe brought up a point, like, you could train them to, and if I had one, then, yeah, uh, Harley, I trained her to not attack cats um, in 30 seconds. She is a very strong-willed dog, hard-headed dog, but as, as strong as her will is, her <clears throat> driving force is to please and obey me, and, uh, and Emily, of course, um, but so it was easy to train her with the dog with the cats when we went to my sister's house easy 30 seconds done i didn't have to do any kind of um corporal punishment nothing just commands and and a a water bottle to spray her once (laughs) dean Uh, on the other hand the kittens were around huh harley was around when the kittens were around right wasn't she Yeah, yeah yeah um but you know after puberty um dogs act different towards other animals it's it's one of those things, which is like a point that was brought up when we talked about Beastars, where the wolf is instinct and hormones kind of play off of each other in that anime that I still haven't watched, but I want to. But, you know, relating it back to the it's show, good. That, that's kind of how Har- Harley was a different dog as a puppy than she was as an adult. And uh, she's even different now <laughs> as now that she's an elderly lady. She's, you know, in dog years, like 70. <laughs> yeah. So wow, really? Yeah, I think she's um I think I got her in was it 2010 or 20 No, it had to be 2011. So we're in 2020, so she's 9 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so she's about 65, 63 in dog years. Um and Badine on the other hand, he is a killer. <laughs> he like he's super prey driven and He's intelligent enough to know that he can obey us because that's what he has to do, but he's not obedient. He's compliant. And uh, you, mm. can, you can see that when he looks in your face. Um, <laughs> Dean's, Dean's just waiting for the, for the awakening, right? Yeah, like he just, lo- he just looks at you in the eye because most dogs will look you in the eye and they take it as a form of aggression. And he looks you in the eye to tell you what he wants. And you, you comply, <laughs> you know? Um, when you know how to read his body language and stuff, like I could tell when he wants water, you know, he, he brushes his teeth at 7 PM every night <laughs> and I get him these treats that clean their teeth. And that's right. He, he starts bugging at 6 45 
And then I just ignore it because, you know, I'm going to give it to him when I'm good and ready at 7. <laughs> yeah, we, we came to a compromise. It's 7 o'clock is your time. But he starts asking for it at 6.45 or 6.30 sometimes, and I wait till 7. But if I pass 7, 5 minutes past 7, he starts bugging the shit out of me. Like, starts barking and jumping and shaking his head like he's killing something. Like, And then I give him the toothbrush, and, and he's then he's good. Yeah. But is it actually a toothbrush? No, it's it's shaped in a like a you know, imagine one of those like play doh machines that makes spaghetti and it makes a long like churro in the shape of an X. So it's like one of those okay. and it's hard. It, I don't know what's really in it other than like liver and intestines and stuff, as well as the the actual texture when they chew it is the the little grit that kinda polishes their, their back teeth a little bit. I, I don't know how well it works, but it beats brushing their teeth every day because <laughs> brushing a dog's tooth, if you haven't like trained them to accept it, is a little tricky. Got so, it. Yeah, so all that to say that I can't have cats. Like he knows, he knows to behave around cats, but he knows he's gonna kill it as soon as you're not looking, and he'll wait. <laughs> like, and then there's there's the moments where he just gets driven to like mad by the cat being around and he then he can't control himself at all and that that's the really part, yeah that's the parts where you gotta like Berserker he did, rage. yeah because he actually went like i went off like that on my sister's cat but my sister has <coughs> the her dog bruce and um he's like a little mini pit bull <laughs> like he's a british staffordshire terrier but he's even smaller than those so he kind of looks like a, a the size of a pug but he's like 60 pounds like all muscle and him and Dean get along great. They play. It's just, it's beautiful to watch him play because that Bruce can't get along with any other male dog because they're always fighting for dominance, you know? And Dean is not like that. Like he'll, he'll like be submissive just to have fun with another dog, you know? And he'll be a little dominant as part of the fun too, but never in like an aggressive way. And uh, so, but when she he went off on the cat, <laughs> Bruce went off on him. And oh wow! Yeah, but Dean Dean can handle himself, so he kind of like he just shook him off, and he doesn't he didn't like get angry or anything. And we kind of stopped it before, but he the Bruce and Kitty, my sister's dog, they're like best friends. They sleep together in a bundle, and Bruce protects the cat a lot. And so when Dean kind of acted like that, he, he's like, yeah, that's my friend, but that cat's my family. <laughs> so so he jumped <laughs> in. Yeah. It's weird to watch him. It's like a when we go to my sister's house and we used to take the dogs, it's like watching a little nature documentary in this like just primitive behavior <laughs> of like of animals. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. What, well, the, the cat's name is Kitty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. They found her inside a brick wall, like in between a brick. Like there was a loose brick that got pulled out and she was living in there and was growing to like not be able to get out, get out of there or something. I I was like inside of a wall. Yeah. Like like the friggin' like poem. Yeah. I'm like, okay. It's like. That cat knew what it did to deserve to be, <laughs> like, uh, in that wall. <laughs> the cat knows. 
Bird says that sounds like it could be a comic book, and like it kind of can. I mean, it, you know, I'm not gonna write it because I'm lazy when it comes to that. <laughs> he goes lots of fighting and drama, but if you do like to see animals going at it in comic book form, you could watch. You could read Beasts of Burden. That's a really good comic book. Yeah, um, well drawn, well written, and they even have a Hellboy crossover. That's awesome. There you go. Or or animosity. Oh, animosity too. Yeah, I, yeah. That that's another really good one. And then you can watch Zoo, like Joe mentioned. I still haven't gotten to see <laughs> that. Zoo Zoo was pretty good. That's pretty good too. It it what's McCall? It it didn't oh, finish though, right? I believe it did. Oh, it actually had like a serious ending. Oh, I'm not sure. I think. But it just stopped at season two. I don't yeah. know if they had an actual ending. Yeah, I think I think it just stopped at season two. And while you're watching animal stuff, you should watch the first episode of Erie, Indiana. <laughs> Only the first episode? Uh, one is the best episode, and it's the only animal-themed episode I can remember. Yeah, I remember that episode. That's where he... Is the first episode? Episode of Erie, Indiana, the best one? I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's the I one that was actually I mean, kind of scary. Say again? That was the one that was actually kind of scary. Okay. Like, I remember really enjoying Erie, Indiana when it came out. Yeah, it was good. You remember what episode that is, right? Where mm-hmm. the guy gets the braces... And makes it so we can understand dogs, and the dogs are plotting to like turn against the people. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> cool. So, um, oh, and I feel too. I mean, would what? What's the um, comic? With the pig lady, oh yeah, but that's not animal. unnatural. Yeah, unnatural. I feel like we would have been remiss if we didn't mention that in regards to media with animals. Yeah, we should, but it's a little different. But yeah, I, I would recommend it. It is different. Too. Yeah, the, the, they might as well be people. Yeah, but they got animal faces. Yep. Hey, animal faces and that animal ass. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, what? Like, Mo? I mean, it's your day, buddy. Oh. Where would you like to go first? Um, let's do a. Did you watch Rick and Morty? I did. Yeah, let's do a little Rick and Morty because I've been. I was waiting for this shit for so long. I was mad it wasn't coming out, and then I forgot it came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look. I I heard that yesterday, but I was like, I'm not gonna bust his balls. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I was like, the show I was like oh, oh, you you want Rick and Morty to come out so bad that they can't work on nothing else? But when it came out, what were you doing? Playing with your <laughs> penis in Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, I bust your balls a little bit because yeah. your birthday. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> I bust your balls every day. <laughs> Indeed, that's true. I would just like to. I would just like the the audience. I would like it to all go on record that he didn't deny it. 
He didn't deny it. No, he wasn't I, like, I wasn't playing with my penis. In fact, I made an addendum to my penum comment. <laughs> uh, I did it. They let it be. Let it be forever put into the penal code. <laughs> that I was playing with my penis in Animal Crossing. No, that didn't happen. You can't do that. Eh, you can figure it out. He's <laughs> like Hacksword. <laughs> <laughs> I made a little character so I could play with Emily, but then then I didn't play. <laughs> but it recognized that it's my birthday. So there's That's awesome. There's stuff waiting what? for me when I log in. Listen, don't tell anybody, Mo. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I know how these fans are. But I have no idea what you do in Animal Crossing. Like, what do you do in Animal Crossing? Like, I know you have a character. Yeah. And you have, like, I know in this one you have an island, which I don't know if you had an island in every one. I, I don't know. I think so. But, I'm not but what do you sure. do? Okay, so. Why is it a game? Here's the weird part of it. Because I I have a lot of... um radical left leaning friends on facebook Ra- radical left yeah they're, like they're like they're like they're like looking at antifa like who look at those posters right no for <laughs> real like they're mad at bernie, they're he, mad at bernie. yes <laughs> i love it they're like man if this guy would only go ahead and get with the program right and it it's you know to a certain place uh, on a certain to a certain degree it doesn't help anything because this is waters down what we're trying to do well we but you know what what us moderates are trying to do in this current climate you know what i mean mm. and wait so, now we say us moderates are you talking about like the three of us? Are we the moderates? Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, we have different, slightly different views on, on social and fiscal issues. And, oh, uh, yeah, no, no. But, we're, we're definitely all different people. But, but we understand that we have to meet between the three of us in the middle to really move forward and progress. You know, like no, we got to set. Listen, I'm not sure if anyone's ever called me a moderate. I will take it. <laughs> well, because it, it, you're, you're still on a common sense uh, part right. of it, you listen, know? I, I think, I think. I'm relatively moderate. Like I, I definitely know that I have probably have like a little bit of a left leaning for some things. Right, but, but, but I have a right leaning for some things too. Exactly. So. Like you know yeah. that there's a, a lot of of social services that could be done without having this pandemic. <laughs> you know, on a yes, regular absolutely. basis. But it also has to fit physic fiscally. I said physically. <laughs> <laughs> there I go. Getting my reputation. I could work for Fox News now. Uh, <laughs> fiscally we have to do it and you know sometimes you have to lean a little right on other things because of that you know um but yeah that doesn't help anything but they love this animal crossing and it's really like the way animal crossing starts you go in you basically you give up your life and you go to this island deserted island and this corporate overlord that bought the island has you work it as soon as you get there, he's, you, you buy the island give, uh, getaway. That's, that's Nook, right? Right. And then he puts um, you there. Nook. And then right off the start, you're like, okay, oh, I forgot to mention, you got you owe the, the passport fees. This, So you're in like $50,000 in debt. And you got nothing in the island, so you got to sell like whatever shit you find, apples and craft houses, and then bring, make it a tourist place for people to come and spend money there and, and trade resources for Nook. And it's like, really? Like, you hate Bernie, 
and you hate this society but you're ready to go into animal crossing like that like you don't see tom nook tom nook is like a cross of like donald trump and steve jobs like you don't see that <laughs> so wait so the game is to work yourself out of debt at the beginning yeah and eventually you know you work up and then you get a bigger house and then you get in bigger debt and then you get other people to live in there and until the fields to work do things that they contribute to it and then they build up it it's Those are the other villagers? it's a virtual uh pyramid scheme is what it is and it, i only say it because it's not you're not selling amway but a lot of like our economic system is based on that pyramid structure you know they're like let me let me take a moment to tell you about acn <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's like I can understand, you know, especially like I can understand how how much of a um, of a hit it is among people that aren't like necessarily uh, heavy gamers. But now they have free time and their kids got into it and they were watching the kids and then they want to play it. And, and it gives them that little bit of a structure that they had when they used to go to work and grind every day. So. <laughs> like it's like real life so it, yeah it helps me. It, exactly it's it's on a schedule like and and it's fun it's fun because it's a game you know it's a but it's it's one of those like it's not like sims where in sims like you're god and you're controlling all these people um right, right. here you're that person and you have a totalitarian uh corporate dictator you know and it's 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 weird how I, I like full of shit a lot of these radical left people are cuz <laughs> they give well, I mean honestly when you start getting to the fringes almost all people on yeah. the fringes are full yeah yeah no like, i know, get like, it they're just that yeah. they're, i mean you it, don't you don't get to the fringe of right. something without being it, able to to spout a certain amount of bs yeah and i guess the reason why i'm so like betrayed by it is because i tend to not identify but see their point a little easier while not trying to execute what they want but i can can be on the fringe yeah and be right right like both of those they're not mutually exclusive like some like and you know it's like they're not right about everything but they can be right about something uh so yeah it's it's weird because and not only do they like i can understand the radical left loving it if it was a uh, a free game <laughs> but they give their <laughs> they give $60 $60 to a corporate giant that won't even let you play on two systems <laughs> you know and then you you do that for Tom Nook the greedy bastard but uh like, it's just it's like you know i know like so many people are playing it and they're having a great time and yeah. i love them for that and like, that's really I, I all that matters if they're having a great time really right right but i every time i watch gameplay of it i'm just like and you know don't get me wrong like it's not like it's the first time i'm hearing about animal crossing and you know i know it's a big deal before now i, I know the big deal now is that it's on the switch and people have been waiting for that yeah so i get it and you know it's one of those things where like you know i'm a part of a um um a group that plays platoon and they uh like they're all playing it too and they even like made like the the name of the group is is drunk squids and they have like a a logo of a squid holding like a martini and it looks like all drunk (laughs) and somebody made that like the logo in the game and i guess you could sell it to other people 
in the game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emily made herself a Slayer shirt and a Misfits shirt. Oh, like, wow. do that. Um, is it you have to scan something to do that or how's that even work uh from what i look like everything is like pixels so you can you can get an image online and it pixelates it so where it fits within the game so you, you know you get a design for your shirt but it could also be your wallpaper for your house you know what i mean and then uh mm. it gets transferred through qr code so i guess it makes a qr code and then from there the na- the game reads the qr code and can recreate it in the game um i actually did a story on that uh a month ago when it came out on heavy metal minute where yeah the people were selling merch (laughs) you know like they they make their own codes and and you know before there was a lot of these like web apps where you could do it Uh, they weren't i don't think they were actually selling it but they would trade it for like turnips and yeah and shit like that within the game you know i understand that turnips are the currency apparently yeah right like yeah. turnips are like what everybody like when there's a good price on turnips yeah all of a sudden people like lose their mind yeah it's and like i've actually been watching some of my friends in one sector play with other friends or play uh and then other friends in other sectors play and i'm like man should i connect these people together because i feel like they need these turnip prices <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm like i'm not doing that this is not real life the reason I'm playing is mainly because Emily got her switch, but she can't carry her island over. It's one island per system. And right. So, but since she's my friend <laughs> and I live on that island, I can work it so she can come trade f- essentially with her old island, you know, um, and get stuff. But... Yeah, it, 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 I can see it being fun, and it definitely time flies when you're playing it. Um, Hecht in chat says, I liked Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3D. Oh, Hecht. Uh, Burr in chat, sorry. I keep saying that. Uh, I liked Animal Crossing New Leaf on 3DS, but I feel like I've seen it all. I've seen all it has to offer now and don't see the reason in playing the Switch version. Mm. And then he says, ha, 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 agreed, Moses, full of shit, so hypocritical. Hypocritical. Uh, Oh no, he says bells are the currency. Turnips are right. the money maker. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, you get all the bells for the turnips and fruit that are rare to your island. That's. Uh, mm. But so so. Yeah. Okay. So the game is literally just building up your island. Yeah, making it a place where people want to go and get stuff, and and people want to live and and work and feed the the feed the machine. Yeah. Oh, he says tarantulas are worth a lot too. Yeah, they are. Um, Emily's got a few. <laughs> she she's actually built up that island pretty well. I got I got it easy when I moved in. Okay, I, I, yeah, I like. I'm sitting here like I, like I look at the gameplay videos and I'm just like, I don't I don't see why people like this so much. But you know, it's like Minecraft for me. In that same way, where I'm like, I don't understand why people like Minecraft as much as they do, but they do. So, yeah, hey. and it's essentially more power to them. Legos. Say what? It's the same reason people like Legos. No, but Legos are real. <laughs> um, yeah, and Minecraft lets you build shit that you wouldn't be able to 
with Legos. It's like a different, even though it's virtual, it's still that building, the desire to build and create. I, look, I mean, I would have agreed with you probably like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I mean, wh- look, when did uh, whatchamacallit's brother come on the scene? Um, I don't know who that is. Oh boy, from chat. Who's who's who in chat? <laughs> Captain America, Eddie Gabe suit, and Iron Man. Oh, that's amazing. I'm I'm, um, I'm saving it so I could put it on my character. <laughs> um, who was it? It was um, was look. It's messed up because I couldn't remember his real name, but not his chat name. Thomas. Was Thomas? Thomas. Uh, his brother was like the competitive Lego dude. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. No. Oh. Basically, you know how when you look at, like, when you go online and you're like, man, they built that out of Legos? Yeah. His brother's one of those guys. Right, but it's still smaller than what you can do in Minecraft. Well, it's not smaller. It's just, I mean, because, like, scale is relative. I mean, what... Well, like, yes, it's bigger if you're talking about it in terms of how in comparison to your digital character. But realistically, that there, I mean, one is real and one is not right. That yeah. that counts for something. But doesn't it? the thing is, you look, <laughs> Minecraft is like Legos and it's real enough where you feel like you built something, but not real enough that you don't step on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I get it. I'm not saying I'm not trying to diminish the accomplishment I mean, of it in a that... digital space. Huh? What? I said, I'm not trying to diminish the accomplishment of it in the digital space. It's like, say for instance, if I come up to you and I'm like, man, I messed around and did this deal and I made you know, say $5,000 profit. And then if you were like, oh, well, okay, you made $5,000 profit, but I sold these turnips in friggin' Animal Crossing and I made $10,000 profit. Well, 10,000 bells profit. It's like, okay, well, technically that person made twice as much money as you did but your money's real and theirs is not, right? It's like that's the comparison I'm, I'm making. Think of the correct term, like it's like yes, you can build something with Legos. You can make something big with Legos, but there's something that I can't like. The joy of crafting your an entire world for yourself, a digital world, mm-hmm. is, yeah, I don't know how to explain it to you, but there's something about being able to craft a digital world that is amazing. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, then. I can't explain it to you, but it's like, you know how people become, like, game programmers? Because yeah. they enjoy programming and creating worlds. Yes. It's kind of like that. Okay. 
So then, let me ask you this question. Which accomplishment, and I understand these are different, but based on what you're saying there, and I, and I think I'm understanding better what you're saying, but based on that, like I'm trying to kind of come closer to what you're talking about or maybe your frame of mind here. <laughs> uh, which is a, a more impressive accomplishment? The person that built like the largest world in Minecraft or like Tolkien's writing of the Lord of the Rings? Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, See, I mean, that, that's an opinion. That's, I'll take it. Huh? I take don't. It, Jay? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the two are related. It's like... Well, I mean, neither one are real. And they're both worlds being created. They exist in different mediums, obviously. One's, one is in books and the other is digital in the game. Like, so, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get closer to comparing apples to apples. Yeah, but you're not. Mm-hmm. It's... I think, huh, hold on, let me compose my thoughts a little bit, mm-hmm. but no, think about I, it, feel like, I feel like, yes, I, I think Tokyo's world is better than most Minecraft worlds I've seen, but that really goes to the person, not the medium. Like, I feel if Minecraft were available in Tolkien's time, his Minecraft world would be just... The best one. Phenomenal. Yeah. (laughs) It's not... He he wouldn't even have wrote those dumb books. (laughs) It's just the person. Like, think of it this way. The best fantasy writer probably doesn't create a whole language for their characters like create oh, separate no, most of them don't. right so it's like it's it's not really it's the man like he was one of those people that can genuinely be called a genius and so putting up a genius world against a casual like not casual but even like the hardcore the most hardcore Minecraft players are not on Tolkien's level. Like, he's just so far above. He's a genius. Pitting a genius against your common man is an unfair thing. Okay. Listen, I don't know, man. I I hear what you're saying, and I can respect that. Like, I, I don't know that the guy that built, like, the biggest or the most extravagant world in Minecraft would consider themselves a genius, but they might. I mean, they might, but I'm talking about actual genius. Like, is <laughs> an actual genius. Uh, I'm not sure that any Minecrafters are. Like, whether they consider themselves one or not, it's <laughs> yeah, that's pointless. I hear like, that. Lots of I hear that. Genius that aren't. Yeah. Like, 
that's just ego. Tolkien yeah. is yeah, a certifiable genius. I blame and... Tom Nook. <laughs> Mo, how many of these superhero Minecraft? I mean Minecraft. Sorry, uh, Animal Crossing shirts do you go by? Um, so far, the one I would really get would be the Doctor Strange one, but. After reading Strange Academy, I would get the Doctor Voodoo one. Ah, nice. There's no Doctor Voodoo in mine. I, like I don't. I'm sorry. In Animal Crossing, they wouldn't even let you do that, huh? I mean, like Voodoo. Like, nope. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Like, if I make it myself and scan my own code, maybe. But who knows? Mm. Who knows? And so, and w- this is literally a thing where someone was able to make this because. They were able to scan it, or did I th- they actually have to like draw this see, out, or how's this work? I th- I don't know. These these look more more advanced than the the metal band shirts. The metal band shirts is it was really like it, according to Emily in our private chat because she's not in chat. She's in my text messages. <laughs> she says there's a <laughs> isn't she there with you? Yeah, but she doesn't want to talk into the mic because oh you know, thanks Em. You can get off the mic. I'm sorry. Never mind. She doesn't let me want let to. Moses do what Moses does. I was actually trying to let her like, well, at one day for some reason I couldn't get a hold of Joe and I started the show by myself, and uh, I had told her the day before, it's like, can Larry interview you about Minecraft? Because I think that would be really interesting. And she about Animal Crossing? Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> Animal Crossing. And I got I got you doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't get punched. Um. I'm also celebrating since early, so. <laughs> but right, exactly. Hey, there it um, is. Cinco de Mayo. Woo! But I thought that would be really interesting. But she's like, "No, I have these things to do," and I'm like, "What do you have to do? Like, we're in quarantine." But <laughs> yeah, she just she gets really shy when she sees the mic. Like, but that's beside the point. In in our text message, she says, "There's an in, a, there is there's an in-game editor where you can create the pixelated stuff." in game but there's also websites where you can just import an image and it pixelates for you so i think these were done in game uh as opposed to the band shirts that are reported on they were done from the outside but i don't even uh, know how i would get them like yeah it looks like there's a code i definitely would have my character in one of these outfits uh Sorry. No problem. Look, it's it's Cinco de Mayo. Metal's allowed. This is my my alarm. I have to take something out of the freezer. <laughs> what's 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 your alarm? What's uh, the song on your alarm? Oh, it's just the it's a Thunder Horse by Death Clock, I think, or Awaken. One of them. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Your alarm is Awaken. <laughs> yeah, it should be Awaken. Yeah, I think that's what it, yeah. it makes more sense. So. So Strange Academy, let's talk about it. Oh, so Strange Academy, Larry. Like, so uh, I, I thought this book didn't come out. I thought it was usurped by the the COVID. Yeah. You know? Until what? He, I thought it was like I don't know. Did I use usurp wrong? Like. Oh no no no! You you kind of cut out. I saw. Oh. Didn't hear what you said. Yeah no, it was it was. I thought it was canceled or, or postponed by the COVID. So. I, I didn't think it came out. Otherwise, I would have gotten all the covers. Um, 
Oh, do they have multiple covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you actually look, I'll I'll, I'll get them and put them on on in chat. But oh, I didn't even know because I, I, I got all I got one. I got the digital um, what you call it, the director's cut that comes with a script of the comic and alternate covers. Mm-hmm. So I saw that some of these covers are like wow, um, but it, it's basically a. a a book about these young I, I i it feels a lot like uh x-men mutant academy or whatever young academy whatever. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but with magic and they but yeah the way that marvel does magic now it, it it's more like they might as well just be mutants you know <laughs> like it, now it, why do you feel that because it's not there's no like real like mystical spell casting thing it's like an innate thing it's not like a, a a dark art that you have to master not for and especially not for these kids like i, I you know you get into your doctor strange and your, and your voodoos and the older people yeah but these kids it looks like they're just innately born with them like the x gene yeah but i guess and i hear what you're saying because you're right i think that all of them have like some sort of innate magical ability or some kind of like you know maybe they just like a little bit more in tune yeah but but that would make sense in regards to like why you would pick them as students because if they like already tuned into that like they're already gonna try to be doing some sort of magic as is because like i I, I know what you mean yeah but it's still it's still in a book where you've had mutant academy in in the world where you've had mutant academy and young avengers and and Avengers Academy, and, and it's, yeah. it's like it, it just seems more run of the mill with magic, you know. Like I, I felt they they would do they would uh, have it in a more interesting way, like you know what? Why can't all of these people just dabble with the dark arts and you get to them before they become bad guys, you know, or create what, a, a so world? So when you ending. say dabble with the dark arts, you mean like leave them to their own devices? Well, no, like they were doing that, and that's how they got the abilities. You know, like they were actually seeking it out. But then it's like they're gonna need guidance. It's like when somebody gets a gun, like you can't just get a gun. You have to take, you have to practice, and and maybe take a oh, safety that's course. Not true. No, I know, but you should. <laughs> you know, like at the very, like it would be nice if they're like, okay, you can have a gun, but you got to go through this course first. Right, like if you could at least learn how to clean it you know because right. you can't just have a gun in storage and then expect to use it when an intruder comes <laughs> it's got to be clean oh. listen don't don't tell america that yeah they don't know yeah <laughs> they don't know but that and that's kind of how i would see this where it's like you know that you know all of them are just either born with it or so far they've all they've all seemed like they're born with it or they're from another realm and they can only get the proper education in New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like it, it, it was good. It was a book I was excited for just from the art. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I knew the story was uh, Doctor Strange's Academy for Gifted Youngins, you know, um, right? Gifted Magic Adepts, and it, it plays a lot like your standard. Um, you know, magic school, young adult fiction. Yeah. And that's another thing. I I wish there was a little more creativity. I don't know what they could do to make it uh, 
not feel like that for me. But either way, it, the characters are good. Like I like every time I meet a character, I like the character, which is more than I can say for a lot of these stories where they do that. You know, there's there's always like your your standouts, like your Quentin Quire and right. your who was it in Avengers Academy that stuck out a lot? Like uh, maybe um, what's some chick's name? Um, Hazmat. Yeah, Hazmat. You know, you always have your standout, but here it's like it. Could, they could, if people actually respond to this book and make it a huge success, like you can see these kids growing into their own maybe miniseries or or being a bigger part of this mystical part of Marvel. You know, easy, easy. Yeah. You know, the the characters are are really good, which yeah, I think you're right in that regard. Now, I think you're absolutely right that. It is also, you know, like the the first issue is pretty run of the mill. Like even with like, I feel like it's it's almost um, like you said, like young adult fiction. It's like you know, a, a, a condensed version of like the first Harry Potter. You know, yeah. and like I'm sure like one of those other YA magic books, like you know, like which. I'm not 100% mad at because a lot of initial issues for comics try to like just kind of do the base thing like introduce characters and like you know they they try to hook you at the end maybe but everything before that is like just kind of like oh hey so here are the people that you're going to be learning about through this book you know and it, it while it's standard at least like from the perspective that you were just talking about, it's like I was kind of interested in like, okay, well, these different characters are, they have my attention, right. which you can't always say that about a lot of first issues. Like you might, like you said, one character might have your attention. The rest, you're like, I can take or leave all of them. I'm putting the, the covers. In Jay, play. did you get a chance to read this? Um, funny story. Uh oh. By which I mean boring story. Um, <laughs> I couldn't remember what we were supposed to to talk about. Oh wow! Like I remember what we do in the shadows and Rick and Morty, but I forgot about Strange Academy. Hey, listen, don't feel bad, friend. Because I did the same thing. I was like, wait, we were supposed to... You just said what we do in the shadows. I'm like, we were supposed to do that today? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I forgot about that as well, so I did not do that. It's wow, this is... this is um, Yeah, there are a lot of covers for this book. Yeah, and my favorite is the, the second to last one. is the Arthur Adams one. Man. Oh, wow. I really like the... Uh, the character design cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that Art Adams cover is really nice. Oh, wow. I, I see why that appeals to you. Yeah. <laughs> Def, definitely has that old gods kind of feel to it, right? Yeah. The old gods, but also the, the arcane knowledge of studying, you know, like, which is yeah. what I would have liked to see more of in this book. But either way, that's why they're in school to study, right? Yeah, yeah. So. No, I, I think that the series, like, I feel like 
based on the first issue, I think the series is going to be very promising. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting, like, where they take some of these characters. And how many we're going to see in the next Doctor Strange movie? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to see any of these people in the Doctor Strange movies. But, Not even you know, Dormammu Jr.? No, I don't think we'll see Dormammu Jr. I, I didn't like... I, I like the Dormammu Jr. as a mm-hmm. character. I don't like that he's Dormammu Jr. Like, that just seemed weird to me, but... We'll but he, is he actually... I don't remember. Is he actually the kid of Dormammu? I don't... They, I think so. He's just from that realm, no. right? He's kind of like Brew, right? You you know Brew? Yeah. No, he's not they're not like Brew. He's he's he, his last name is Dormammu, <laughs> which I always thought Dormammu was just his first name, but <laughs> it's like Damien Dormammu <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dormammu. Yeah, so that was weird, but other than that, like I I I enjoyed it and I really like I, so in in the I, I, we didn't even give you guys a synopsis of what this book is, but it's basically Doctor Strange's Academy of <laughs> Mystic Arts, and it, it's the you follow a, a kid writing a letter to Doctor Strange. Hey, can you help me with this? And then she gets recruited into the school, and I really like that device for narration, like the girl's mm-hmm. letter. Like I, that worked great. Like I don't think that whole time I was so invested in her story from her perspective that. I don't I don't think I paid attention to the art as much in that little first part cuz I was like I just want to see this character grow, you know? It it like mm-hmm. it, it that was that's really strange for me coming from a comic book drawn by Umberto Ramos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but his art in this is fucking amazing. Like yeah, I just it's really I good. can't believe how good he is. Like and and how consistent it is too. Yeah. Because it's like from start to finish. Yeah. And it's like, like you know. Like the great. And, it, and it's one of those things like when he creates, the characters here are so diverse that you you really see his talent for designing characters. Because in, in the, um, when you read the script, the first caption on the script before description, before everything, he tells, it, it's a, a, a statement from Scotty Young, the writer, to... Umberto Ramos, the artist, and he said, when we get to the school, feel free to just create students at your creativity because I'm not going to tell you what they look like or anything because I want it to feel like there's a ton of people in this school, but you're only focusing on these and you're not going to get to know that many people in the first issue. And it was really like that. Like even the people they do talk to and and you meet, you're like, oh, what's he going to be like? You know, like their designs, like that character despair is instantly one of my favorite characters. Um, (laughs) And then there's like the, you know, what I thought was the stereotypical fat kid, but then when it comes to the actual battle and it's like his coat is living, (laughs) like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so cool. I'm so glad I, I, well, I'm mad that I missed it when I could go buy it at the comic shop with a white cover, but. um, Do they have a white cover? They better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i would i would get a white cover for sure and and that i you know you oz always asked me like who would you do to get this white cover and more often than not i don't have a, a set answer for these 
But I know this one, I'd, I'd break the bank and have Humberto Ramos do it. Or Arthur Adams. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's the easy answer. As easy as it can get for me, I guess. Okay. The simplest thing for me, like, one of the covers this is the white cover I would have gotten. Oh, which one? Scotty Young. Scotty Young. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And it's white in the background. Right. Yeah. And I like Scotty Young art. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how, like, this fool just, like, like, all he has to do is covers and he gets paid. Like, that's amazing. And now he's writing for fun. <laughs> oh, is he right? He, Strange Academy. Oh, wait, he wrote this book? Yeah. Is this the first book he wrote? I don't know, because the, the okay. fucking Fairyland one. He wrote Oz. Oh, yeah, Oz. He wait, wrote I Hate and he oh, wrote Oz. Um, he's done a bunch of shit. I've forgotten. I'm sorry, Scotty. I didn't mean to put him in a box. This is the first one I've read of his, though. Like, for, like red, red, and and he he's good. He's like it. He's good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the fairy character was awesome. The two Asgardians were like. They're they're okay, but I think that that's part of their personality. Like you're supposed to just think they're okay, right? Um, you can see them playing out in the story where they're like, oh, they're whatever. Um, no, I mean, I feel like they're gonna develop. I didn't know that Brother Voodoo had his doctorate, but <laughs> he should be called Doctor Voodoo. He needs to he needs to put that out there. At least Brother Voodoo oh, PhD. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, that was a while ago. Or it's oh. been for a while. Yeah. Um, it was when the whole Sorcerer Supreme thing, right? When Strange when lost When he it. became the Sorcerer Supreme uh, for, like, standing in for Strange? I think so. But I think he was already a doctor by trade or something. Before I didn't that. know that. Who knows? I thought it came up during... That one uh, Urban Avengers book, New Avengers or whatever. Uh, now, if you're talking about the Avengers with the black people, that would be Mighty Avengers. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. Or, I, I don't remember it coming out. It wasn't out. all black, but it was like Luke Cage and the one where they got Squirrel Girl to be the babysitter. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought sure. they mentioned it during that run that he had a PhD. Oh. I don't know. But or yeah. maybe I'm full of shit. I don't remember. <laughs> all in all, it's uh, it's a really good really good book and I'm happy to read new comics <laughs> during the quarantine. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Re- relatively new. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only a month old. Like we'd be getting well, I'd be on issue three now. Right. Maybe. For sure two. But we'll see. I mean, May twenty seventh, we'll see what we get. It's not like they're gonna give you Dude, all three. That was gonna be awesome. I'm sorry, say that again. May twenty seventh was gonna be awesome. Why? That's when Mercy number two comes out. 
When what comes out? Mercy number two. Oh yeah. Sweet. But yeah, Larry, what would you give this number one? Strange Academy number one. I liked it a lot. My, I think I give it a four out of five. Yeah. I, this is easy for me. It's a five out of five. Like, even, like, I'm like, why is it, like, I was, I like seeing Dr. Voodoo there. Like, he's a character I like and enjoy. But it's like, why is he the head of Strange Academy? Isn't it a Strange Academy? Like, why would they call it Strange if Dr. Strange's not in it? And then when I turned the page, Dr. Strange is in it, and they explained why he wasn't there. So it's like, all right, look, that was going to knock it a point. I don't know. Let's I, go. I didn't know exactly that it would have been four, but I got an extra point because right when I was complaining about something, they fixed it. <laughs> so it's an easy five out of five for me on 5-5-2020. Five, five, cool. Cool. So what are we talking about next? Well, let's do that Rick and Morty because we we're supposed to talk about that first and we got sidetracked. Cool. Who wants to summarize? Jay, you want to summarize it? Um, okay, Rick and Morty get caught in a plot device train, like a literal plot device train where they're trying to get out using tropes and flashbacks. And it, it's basically this season's interdimensional cable episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Heck calls it mind fuck Rick and Morty. <laughs> and Burr says it's TV Tuesday and you skipped the TV and went straight to the comics. <laughs> well, with Do us, it. comics always come first. Indeed. Just despite most protestations. <laughs> yeah. So this episode was pretty good. Um, a lot of the vignettes were cool. Um, the whole running joke, the cum gutters. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was gross and hilarious. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if you, where you watch it, is it uncensored? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so I watched it uncensored, too, and then... I watched the little like making of video vignette that they do and they bleeped it out. And like, I, you know, I have it uncensored. Like, why would you <laughs> give me that censored? It was weird. But, but yeah, cum gutters was gross and, and hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, right. Now that's the title of this episode cum gutters on allgames.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I would have preferred a non interdimensional cable episode as the return after I've waited and paid for the series, but I enjoyed it and it, it definitely had that community feel <laughs> only dirty. You are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's just, it, it's just one of those like, yeah, it, I'm like, oh, it's just like that community episode. But it, it is its own humor that they couldn't do there. 
um i loved when they're like shit there's shit that happens in the little anthology stories and they're like don't worry it's not canon and then they come back like when they're actually having the conflict i thought that was a good touch yeah right the whole comment about you watch uh you're 14. You watch YouTube videos of people watching YouTube. I'll yeah. tell you when we get too. Yeah, that that was hilarious. Yeah. And then they mentioned the virus too. Everybody's at home with a virus. Yeah, that was a nice touch. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of the best part. Yeah. It, it was wild though, just because it was literally like layers on top of layers on top of layers. Yeah. And, like, every time you're like, okay, like, we get where we're at now, they're kind of like, no, 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 we're actually here. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And they're like, okay, well, I get where we're at now. Like, actually, no, no, we're here. Like, wait, what? So it's like, <laughs> realistically, it's like, okay, like, as far as we know, it's not even like we're like, okay, well, we understand where we are now. Maybe they just ran out of time for the episode. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if, if the episode was 15 minutes longer, we would have found, like, a pull back another layer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was it's good stuff, man. It's really amazingly smart show. Do you guys feel like it was worth the wait? I mean, I'm never yes. disappointed by Rick and Morty personally. Like, don't get me wrong; it would be nice if it had like a more regular schedule. But at the same time, it was like it's hard for me to knock Rick and Morty being a person that also reads independent comics. You know? Yeah. It's like, at least Rick and Morty has the decency to think that they're going to give me a time frame. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, l- listen, after after I waited all that time for for the friggin' last issue of Planetary, I'm not sure anything is worse than that. And even that paid off. That was the thing. I think that's the thing that messes me up. Where yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, it was like, damn, that was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like five you know? years or some shit, right? Oh, dude, I, I, I think it was literally like six years, I think, or something like that. It was, it was, it was you know what? Let me look it up. I'll look it up because I don't want to lie to the people. <clears throat> let me find out the publication history of Planetary. Hecht and chat asks, anyone go to the website selling the toy train? As soon as the show ended. I didn't. Oh, yeah. It it, it forwards to rickandmorty.com. Oh, okay. But but to buy stuff. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. What can I buy? All types of interesting things. But I thought, I was sitting there like, man, if this, I'm like, if this train set comes up, depending on how much it is, I might try to buy this train set. <laughs> well, links, links. Put a link in chat. I they go. gave you the link. It was www. Yeah, but I don't have it now. Uh, I want to uh, go now. W, www. Uh, what's the train called? Jay? I don't remember. Yeah. I can look it see? up. See? 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 It's like train underscore or train dash something or oh, something you dash add dashes to it how are you gonna com. how are you gonna remember dashes huh how are you gonna remember dashes 
because that's important. Or else you don't get it's not the site if you don't remember the dash. Chat. I can't remember what the train is called though. Chat it, says, what is it? Chat says, What'd you call it, Jay? You said it was a uh, plot device. Plot train? device train, but it's not. It was a plot device train. Yeah. An- anthology train. No, it's not an anthology train. S- story device train. <laughs> worth, oh, the, yeah, just... worth the wait train. Oh, <laughs> I hated it because it said Hector Chat was typing and then he didn't type anything. I'm waiting for the link. Where's Tiger Claw when you need him? Right. Yeah, he would know. Maybe. So, so Planetary ran 27 issues. Uh, it was supposed to be 24 issues that came out bi-monthly. And it started in April of 1999. So, so it's supposed to be 24 issues that came out. I think, I, 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 you know, bi-monthly is one of those words where it either means twice a month or every other month. <laughs> but let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say it was supposed to come out every other month, right? Yeah. So that means 24 issues should have taken four years to come out, right? Yeah. Is that math right? About right. So it should have been like 2003 was when the last issue should have come out. The last issue came out in October 2009. So that makes that sense. That was issue 27. So it was it was basically like it went... Uh, It the the series went on hold um, from oh one to two thousand three, and that was okay because that was that like Warren Ellis got sick. Um, but then it it tried to come back in oh four, or it did come back I think in oh four. Story dash train is uh, okay. There it is. Heck, put it in there. Um, but between 04 and 09 was the wait for the final issues, like one or two issues. I think it was the, actually just the one issue, the last issue from 04 to 09. So that's five years, huh? So yeah, Rick and Morty, like I can do that standing on my head. Hey, there was some weird connection issue. I don't know if you could hear me or not, but no, I couldn't. No, I. I, I think f- I was talking. I was talking to myself. No, but you, you, everything got recorded and everything. So right when you stopped, I hung up and then called you back. So it is. Oh. it's easy, seamless editing. What was the last thing I said? Uh, that you could do uh planetary standing on your head. Well, you could do Rick and Morty standing on your head. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah. So that, as soon as he said yeah. that, I hung up and called you back. <laughs> <laughs> so when Hector chat said FF has hung up, it was all non-canon. <laughs> I agree. It's gonna be easy editing. <laughs> there it is. Good, good. 
but yeah, man, I like I'm like they at least give you an idea of when Rick and Morty is coming back and give you you know, they give you time frames and stuff. Planetary was just like, yeah, it will we'll be there eventually. Like, what? Are you calling me again? No, uh oh, Joe, could you add Joe? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I thought Joe was on. I'm sorry. No, no, he hung up first, but so what would you rate this Rick and Morty episode? Oh man, it was great. Four, five out of five. Give it five out of five. Yeah, yeah, I, I would too. I mean, I already paid for it, so who gives a shit? What I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it. I watched it on Cartoon Network, so or yeah. Adult Swim or whatever. So, what, was it uncensored? No, no, it's it's definitely censored. I wonder where Joe watches it uncensored. Uh, Amazon. Oh, uh, you bought it though, or or is it? Yeah, I bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> Next is what? <laughs> I'm just looking at Hecht. He said Larry got cut in half and is spinning in the air. Blood rain. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. Oh, dude, it's and, insane. It's and, just like, what? Like, I'm just like, how do these guys think of this stuff? And it was like, uh, I think it was Paul Giamatti that did that voice. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I forget who it was because it was Paul Giamatti and another guy. Oh, Christopher Maloney. That, uh, Hex says they didn't censor cum gutters. That's weird. They should have, because I'm paying for uncensored. Censor everything. For, you are dumb. For the poor people. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> it's like, if I have to pay for it uncensored, then they need to have everything else censored yeah. that they want. Um, But yeah, it was Christopher Maloney and Paul Giamatti that did the voice, but I couldn't recognize either of them. So, there's that. Who's Christopher Maloney again? He's a lieutenant... Stabler from Law and Order. Got it. Um, oh, by not the, the real one. SVU. Yeah, SVU. I mean, I know who I know where Stabler is. What? Are you, how are you talking about the real one? The real Law and Order. SVU. No, SVU isn't the real Law and Order. Oh, you talking about the original? Yeah. Got you. Gotcha. Okay. He doesn't. But Stabler he does, is on SVU though. Right, but he doesn't like SVU. Oh, what? Oh, no, because it's fine. That's not the real one. Like it's fine. Joe, Joe's a criminal intent fan. Criminal intent is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't even feel like law and order. <laughs> Joe. What what was the name of the the reality show they had for a hot second? Was it ripped from the headlines or something or Law and Order? What was that called? You you all you you all know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they basically had like a docu series, a Law and Order branded docu series that kind of like oh, talked huh? about, huh? No, go ahead. Yeah, that, that basically just talked about like the inspiration for some of the the crimes that they put in the show. 
I can't remember oh, what it was called. It was short lived. I think it literally was like a season. Well, yeah. Like, that's not what people want. Right. Well, most people, like, I want it. I mean, they want that. They just don't want it branded Law and Order. Because there, there are plenty of docuseries like that that people watch and they're happy to watch it. Everything on it's ID just... Discovery. <laughs> huh? Everything on ID Discovery. Right, right. It, it's just the fact that when people see Law and Order, they expect something different. And that's all it was. They're like, that's not what I go to. I don't go to Law and Order for this. Right. So it was one season. One of the lists, one of the episodes of Community I put on the list for Joe to watch is the Law and Order episode. Yeah. But we're yeah. not going to get into that. I I just think Joe shouldn't watch it. Yeah. Like, I'll try. I just want no, him no, to. No, no, no. no I, I'm telling you the opposite. Don't try. Don't do it. I'll do it. If you didn't take that initial recommendation, you don't deserve community. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll try it. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> don't do us any favors. We're good. We're good. Six seasons in a movie. We're good. <laughs> hey, there's a movie? No, no. Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I need, I need you go go about your business. Keep watching Hunter Cross Hunter. I, I ran out of episodes. Oh, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> like, ask him to ask you about that. No, no, don't ask me nothing. Like, <laughs> do you think I should? Like, I, I ran out of dubbed episodes, so I'm not sure if I should wait for more or wait or just watch it subbed. I mean, you're asking who? Me? Yeah. As someone who watches subs and dubs, oh. like, what do you think? I mean, you you usually watch subtitled stuff too, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, if you already do it, then what's... I don't even... I don't know. I went through like four and a half seasons of a dub. Like I'm used to it. I mean, I listen. I don't know what the the original stuff like. What it's like. Let me put it like this. Like back in the day, like if you were talking about like say Dragon Ball. If if you're used to like say subbed, I'm sorry. If you're used to dubbed Dragon Ball, and then you went to subbed. Dragon Ball because you ran out of, of episodes or whatnot, that might be a bit jarring because of the way that Goku sounds. I'm, I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z specifically, I guess, now. Because of how Goku sounds in Dragon Ball Z in Japanese versus English would be so dramatic that that might mess you up. Um, that's the only reason... I would mess around and tell somebody maybe you should wait. Now, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what the Japanese version of, of the show is like. And I don't know if there's any kind of drastic change like that in regards to the main characters and the, the way they sound. Other than that, I'd just be like, I mean, you know how to read. Go for it. Some people okay. don't know how to read. You know? <laughs> so, so, some people don't have the option for subbed. <laughs> I know uh, I'm not the go-to guy to ask about this, but I know how I like when I like something, <clears throat> I end up doing both because I just at the very least, I want to get a gist of it. So like 
with my hero academia is like that where i watch everything twice maybe even three times sometimes because i, li- I like it dubbed but there's a new season that's not going to be dubbed for a few for a few months but i still want to know what's happening more or less and then when i get it dubbed again i'll oh oh i'm like oh okay yeah <laughs> but that's just me <laughs> No, and you see, it's it, it's interesting because I know for myself, like, if I have a choice, I probably would watch it subbed only because I feel like I might get closer to the original intent. Like, I don't always trust dubbed versions. I feel like sometimes they Americanize stuff, you know, which I guess I can't right. be mad at. Obviously, they're they're making it for an American audience, right? That's why they're they're dubbing it. <laughs> so so I guess I can't be mad at that but I do understand that sometimes like you know especially I, I think what, what Macross is what taught me that you know what I mean like I remember watching Macross um, uh, in, in subtitled and just being like whoa like this story has like a whole bunch of different kind of nuances to it you know People, I know there are people in our audience like, what the hell is Macross? It's Robotech. And they're like, what the hell is Robotech? <laughs> it's like, look it up. It's awesome. You should mess with it if you're not. There's newer versions of it. You don't have to go all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so I, I usually kind of lean towards sub if I can. But the only thing, you know, obviously subtitle is a commitment. You know, it's like, understanding that I I very well may have to watch something more than once just because there's one like a pass to kind of make sure that I'm getting the story and all the nuances of it of like the dialogue and all that and then another one that I can maybe better appreciate all the animation and all that kind of stuff because sometimes it's hard to do both not all the time but sometimes Why is everybody right, <laughs> Sorry, I, I got cut off. Oh, no. I got thrown out of the call. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Jay. I was talking to you. I apologize. Right. You no. It's not your fault. Like, someone called me, and even though I declined it, it, like, still kicked me out of Skype. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called. like, you're going to talk to me. Somebody called me too, but I took it. Was that us? Oh, that was Jay. Uh, no, no. Uh, some when somebody called me, I just muted my mic and <laughs> and talked. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, we doing the what we do in the shadows. I'm gonna get spoilery because either way, I'm reviewing last week's episode, and you guys probably haven't caught up if you enjoyed it the first time around but one of the characters in this story is guillermo and uh he's a familiar huh del toro no i mean might as well be he's hispanic and fat and glasses but he's not as cool like del toro yeah he's not as cool as del toro but oh that's unfortunate but he's a familiar to one of the vampires in andor and uh (laughs) <laughs> he's underappreciated. They keep dangling the carrot that he's going to get turned into a vampire. He doesn't. And then late first season, he actually found out 
he did his 23 and me and then his like earliest ancestor direct ancestor is abraham van helsing (laughs) (laughs) and he's like oh my god i don't know what to do so he's talking to the documentary crew about it and then this is when they go to meet with the 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 conclave of vampires and you get wesley snipes and all these and in there by accident kills a ton of vampires (laughs) because it just comes naturally to him so then the first episode of the new season they have these assassins coming for the the group of vampires that we watch and he's just picking off all the assassins now at this point he's like you know what i gotta get food for these guys i gotta find virgins so he goes to a mosquito why do they have to be virgin because they drink virgin blood oh yeah so he he like finds like throughout the seasons he goes to like you know a LARPing group to find virgins or a <laughs> a Magic the Gathering tournament you know <laughs> shit like that. So <laughs> this time they're running they're running out of places because they're on Staten Island, and then he sees he finds a Craigslist post for a uh, mosquito watching group, and he's like, oh, there's got to be virgins there, and he goes and he stumbles upon. Uh, so he talks about mosquitoes like, why do you? do you like mosquitoes they ask him and he goes well no uh they're you know they're 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 like blood suckers and then he's like yeah but what about other blood suckers like vampires you hate them too or you like them too he's like no no i hate them and they're like okay good it's a secret hunters group and they recruit him because he stumbled they they bring out a model vampire and he stumbles like onto a crossbow and shoots him right in the fucking heart with the stake on accident he's like oh yeah you're in you're in but these guys don't know and you know it, it, a character from the first season comes back as one of these hunters and you're like oh wow this character came back but that's beside the point they actually go on a hunt and they think they're going on a hunt for his vampire and he doesn't know what to do and he goes with it and the, the whole episode plays off hilariously and then it turns out it's a, a a different vampire house, but it's like okay, so it's not his masters, so he's relieved. But the potential could be that it's a regular ass family that they're gonna go murder. You oh know? wow! So, but it turns out it's not, and then he just kills a whole house of vampires and saves like one of the people. But the guy's mom that they borrowed they borrowed the van from died <laughs> in the vampire house. So now they still have to re- return the van to the mom and say, "Oh, your 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 son died." <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, it, it was a hilarious episode. It was the so far the best one of the season. It was last week's episode, and then tomorrow night will be the new one. But it, it's just it, it, watching Guillermo take this turn from from uh, a vampire hopeful to a slayer is is actually quite quite funny and interesting um and then the b plot of the episode is also <laughs> one of the vampires checks his email for the first time since he opened it like 25 years ago and gets a chain letter dang is our emails 25 years old jeez they might be more but his his was still a hotmail and i, I want to say 25 because i was like 16 so maybe they're older than that but but uh no that makes sense that's like 1995 right yeah wow crazy 
So he um he opens his first email and it's a chain letter from Bloody Mary and he has a curse and because they are a superstitious medieval people <laughs> like oh no we're going to die so they're trying to break the curse of the chain letter of the chain letter <laughs> <laughs> it's them trying to break the curse the vampires trying to break the curse and and then uh one of the vampires tells Guillermo you know i've uh i can you just stay in my room while i sleep cuz i'm i'm still scared of bloody mary <laughs> meanwhile this guy killed a bunch of vampires that's wild yeah so that's that's the newest episode of what we do in shadows in a nutshell and I, I can't recommend this series enough. I mean, there's new programming in this quarantine, and it's hilarious. You get, like, what you like of shows like The Office in terms of style. But then the humor is, like, Taika Waititi's and Jermaine Clement's, like, humor is unparalleled. And you see it in in the shit that he does, um, Taika Waititi, that is. Uh, what? It, if it's other people's creative properties, like he has his flavor to it. So, how how many uh, seasons is it? It's on the second one, so I, I think total it's probably about I want to say maybe about fourteen episodes so far. Maybe more, gotcha. maybe a few more, give or take. And what like where do you watch it? I watch it on Hulu. It's on FX, so if you have FX, you can watch it. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I watch it on Hulu. Hulu now. And it's a a a new version of an old series, right? It's a new version of a movie that was oh, made. Movie. Yeah, there was that whole run of time I want to say about five years ago where almost every movie was getting turned into a TV series, and this was one of the later ones from that run. Um, but it was the same creative team making that made the movie, making the show. Got it. So it, it's it's almost like just another chapter, like you know, a spiritual sequel to the movie in a sense. Oh, so so is it a thing where you don't need to watch the movie to watch the show? No, uh, just so that you know what the humor is like and that it's a mockumentary, it would help. But it, it's uh, they're each uh, separate enjoyable experiences. Got it. But yeah, I I, I would Did, recommend this show a lot. I can't I can't not. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? Um, well, I didn't watch it because I'm not caught up. I don't want to. Oh, spoil it got you. And now here I spoiled everything. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. Yeah, it, it's watching Guillermo turn into the Slayer like that is one of my favorite moments in the first season. And it's a big payoff for, like, the abuse he takes. But then he keeps taking the abuse, which is it's sad, but it's hilarious. So it, it plays. It, it, you're going to have fun if you, if you continue watching it, Joe. Okay, I'll try. There's one. I mean, I've got, like, 48 more episodes of, or 49 more episodes of Hunter and Hunter. <laughs> oh. It'll be done in a couple of days. <laughs> Um, and by then, Solar Opposites and The Hollow will be out. Yeah. I know. And by the time it's that, She will be out. And then. It's rough. May's rough. 
It's a rough month. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought we would have this this much programming after sweeps week, huh? Right. <laughs> sweeps week. <laughs> um one of the things that what we do in Shadows do does really well is reminds you that there's a camera crew there. And while normally that takes out you out of the story, they actually make it as part of the story where <laughs> it's like when Guillermo goes to the group of hunters, he's like, oh, cool. You got your, you brought your camera crew. The world needs to see this. They need to see, we're going to expose it. You know, they see it as a venue to expose the underground vampire society in New York. And then there's another episode where <laughs> they put, in the last season, they ex- they try to execute the vampires that are the main characters, and they put them in a pit waiting for the sun to rise, and the camera crew's in there with them. But when they get rescued, they're like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, you're going to need a new camera crew because we forgot to go back for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for me and what we do in the shadows. The end. You guys ready? What? What would you rate it? Oh, uh, five out of five, man. This is it's new content, hilarious. I, I love pretty much everything Taika Waititi does. Yeah. Jermaine, like, I mean, you guys still need to see Jojo Rabbit. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know what that's the probably the best movie of in twenty nineteen, man. It got some good. Really? It got wow. some good nods in the Academy, but to me, it was out of even like nineteen seventeen. I loved. Like, I you know, uh, 1917 was amazing. Yeah, and like got and edited so that it all looks like one take was just mind blowing. Yeah, and as good as that was, Jojo Rabbit is still the best film of 2019. That was a parasite. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Yeah. parasite. Jojo Rabbit. But it okay. probably doesn't have as much murder as Parasite did. I don't know, man. Damn. People getting murdered in Parasite? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. What dark comedy doesn't have murder in it? Well, let me put it to you this way. Oh, Th- the table guy. Yeah. That, that didn't have murder. Nah. But then that wasn't a good dark comedy either. So I, I actually love it, but if it had murder, it would have been better. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit had a little Nazi sympathizer Boy Scout kid seeing his mother hung for being against Nazis. And it's still a comedy. <laughs> that does sound funny. <laughs> Says you. No, it you you it's the best movie of twenty nineteen. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I can still resend you the press copy that we got. Okay, but, cool. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm going to hit this news music. Do it. Oh, shit. Hold on. We should have a, like, uh, like, current up. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. All right, Larry. Uh, just when I thought 
I can kind of get used to this COVID-19 world with not spending money. They uh-huh. they announced a new Kickstarter. And it's Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent doing a uh a comic called was it Cosmic Detective? Mm. And I don't know much about it. I just who's doing I, what? Uh, Lemire's writing and Kenton's drawing. I think, or they're both okay. they're both writing, and then another dude named Scott Rubin is well, not Scott Rubin, something Rubin doing the <laughs> art. I like Scott Rubin is drawing. <laughs> that would be wild That's if crazy. that. <laughs> That'd be wild if that that was it, but I'm putting mm-hmm. the little picture in in Discord, um, and I'm a little uh, I, I have a little bit of a, of a conflict because I don't know where to put how much money to give. Let's see here. Well, how much are they asking for? Well, they're asking for a dollar. You get a pledge without a reward. Back it mm-hmm. because you believe in it. But it's like I would give more. Just for that, like I'd give five for that, for right. for this creative team, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe in it. Like, if anything, like you want a couple thousand dollars, like call me executive producer. I'm down, you know. Which, uh, so what's it about? L- again, Larry, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't tell you. I, I'm sure it did, but I didn't read it. I went straight to the pledges. <laughs> <laughs> like Lemire Kent I'm in like that cover that I put in there I just saw that with that font and I'm like I'm in <laughs> I literally commented on the post that Jeff Lemire put on Instagram I'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but for another you know one dollar you get the cosmic thank you you will receive approximately 30 to 60 seconds of positive thoughts directed specifically at you as a way of saying thank you for the support and for for thirty bucks? No, for one dollar. Oh, one dollar. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, for ten dollars you get the Cosmic Detective Digital Edition. It's a digital copy of the Cosmic Detective graphic novel. You'll get an easy to download digital copy of the entire book. Okay, that goes into my. I believe in it, and I'll give you money. Uh, the forty dollar it jumps from ten to forty is a copy of the oversized deluxe format hardcover offering readers an immersive experience with full color art and multiple bombastic gatefold pages of art and story that will literally fold out and let you fall into them. The Kickstarter exclusive edition will include features that will not be available anywhere else after the Kickstarter is over, including an exclusive art made specifically for this limited edition volume. And then there's the $48 version. The $48 mm-hmm. version is the Kickstarter exclusive edition will include fe- uh will include features that will not be available anywhere else after the Kickstarter is over including exclusive art specifically made plus Cosmic Detective playing cards featuring Cosmic Detective illustrations by David Rubin. David Rubin mm. guys. So, okay. yeah, so David, I, not Scott, David. David, yeah. Um but let's see here. Where is the actual link so I can tell you what it's about? Uh, 
Let's see. <laughs> it doesn't say what it's about. It says uh, an original sci-fi mystery graphic novel presented as deluxe oversized 168-page hardcover. So, wow, that's wild. Yeah. So chances And people are, are just backing it because of who they are. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, and that's that's exactly what I did. I mean, it already reached right, they, right. they well, we know that. <laughs> they did it they did it 2 days ago and no, uh 1 day ago, yesterday. And it's already at $72,427 of $35,000. Wow. So, so back probably in less than a day. Yeah. And uh, and it's going to make more because I know I'm I'm at least going to give a dollar. <laughs> Maybe 10 I would like the playing cards, but I don't know. I, I don't want stuff, right. to stuff the store. Like, I don't even play yeah. cards like that, but. But I would like to. Um, but yeah. In other news, Larry, there's a online exclusive Capcom Cross Udon Sketchbook Alpha from Udon Entertainment is available for pre-order. It says here, Udon Entertainment is thrilled to launch an online exclusive pre-order issue of Udon X Capcom Sketchbook Alpha. This 48-page issue gathers over 10 years of convention sketches, rough drafts, original line art, character designs produced by the Udon crew and friends of the studio. Also included are unused DLC costume concepts from Street Fighter 4, a peek at the artwork and designs of the upcoming Street Fighter Origins Sagat comic series, and more. Uh, I'm going to toss in some of the art that we have here for this. Thanks to the good people of Udon Entertainment for sending it to us. Let's see. It's a nice cover. Yeah. It's it's two separate covers that you can put together, like alternate. I, I think or is... maybe one might be the back and one might be the front. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Here's some other like concept art stuff that's in it. Let's see here. Okay. Not bad art. Can't be mad at it. The sketchbook is going to go for about 30 bucks. But that's kind of what they are if you go to a convention and buy it. I have a feeling this was probably something that you could buy at their booth. Mm -hmm. You know, and get it signed while you're there. I don't know if you can get a sign from them, but that's just how it goes. Let's see. I think there's one more picture here. Oh, yeah. This one's kind of cool because it's just like the pencil art. Um, And it just looks good. Like, I, I wish I could draw like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um... There is a story 
out talking about um, basically titles that Diamond is planning on shipping beginning May 20th. Oh, yeah? Uh, or actually, I guess basically titles that they're going to ship that are going to be on sale for May 20th. So, um, and, you know, it's it's a entire slew of titles, like, from basically all the publishers that we know usually mess with Diamond, including DC. And, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah, this is the, I guess, the finalized release schedule for May 20th. Uh, no Marvel titles because Marvel already announced that they're, they're resuming publishing on the 27th. So the following week, I guess, will be when we get our first Marvel books. But yeah, there's a whole, a whole slate of regular DC titles on this list. So I don't know if it's a thing where I don't know if these, if, if they're going to do a thing where they ship with Diamond and just let them know, like, hey, if you want to put them out Tuesday, you can. Or if it's a thing where the the new comic book day wars have already are already over. I don't know. But all these other titles that are released for the 20th, which is Wednesday, they got Boom, they got Dark Horse on here, they have IDW, they have Image, they have Xenoscope, like, you know, Fantagraphics, basically all the other Oni. Yeah. All, yeah, all the other publishers, Viz, Titan. So I don't know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know what that means in regards to, like, you know, whether they're getting, trying to move to Tuesday or not. And I don't know what that means in regards to their other distributors or not, too. But, you know, as of right now, like you mentioned yesterday, um, you know, that d- different states are in the process of trying to begin opening. I know here in California, the governor had said that they're talking about opening stuff up some some places even by the end of this week um in a controlled manner of course like for like curbside and stuff mm-hmm. um he did mention bookstores as a part of that so i don't know why comic bookstores wouldn't be a part of that and so i'm i'm thinking they'll be like come the end or to- the latter half of this month we'll probably be able to actually get comic books if we want them. Yeah. I know um, Jeffrey posted uh, earlier today that <clears throat> due to the these little uh, more lax restrictions, we're going to drive up to Jeffrey's comics and get comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how that will affect comic, the Atomic Basement because the parking there is a little trickier. But I mean, yeah. if you walk on the curb, I think you could pick up comics too. It's not like the drive-through where they don't let you order if you're walking. Yeah, they they have a little bit of parking in the back, I think, though. Oh, okay. 
That might help. Yeah, not, and don't get me wrong. It's not like a lot, mind you. Yeah. But there is some parking. And also, too, I mean, I will say that the the curbside parking over there at Atomic Basement is, uh, you know, and this is a shout out to the city of Long Beach. Like, you can, it, it's it's metered parking. But if you're only going to be there like 10 or 15 minutes, you can get like a free voucher. Yeah. And they're just basically like, oh, okay, if you're going to be here 15 minutes, then, you know, you can park here for free. And you just get the ticket, print it, and put it on your dashboard, and just make sure you're back in time. But isn't a lot of the fun of bookstores and or comic book stores, like walking around and seeing what's for sale, looking for stuff you might not know you want, waiting for a random cover to grab your attention? Yes. Absolutely. But we're going to have to sacrifice now so that, you know, three, one to three percent of the population doesn't die. I guess. Yeah. I was. I was <laughs> you, you, put, you say that you say that until it's me, Jay. Then you're like, <laughs> well, yeah. It, then, it, then you're like, damn, we should we should have sacrificed. Yeah. It's like for this. For this white cover, Larry had to go. Right. <laughs> um, I, I like Emily told me a story about these guys that weren't social distancing, and when the park ranger told them to, they pushed them over a cliff. And it's like a lot of these nudniks that are acting out like this are like one to three percent of the people that are dealing with this quarantine. So if they could just get it and die, we'd be in a better world. But it doesn't work like that. Unfortunately. Unfortunate. But yeah. Uh one thing that I would love to get on curbside comics uh distribution is The Walking Dead the Alien by Ryan K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. Uh it's gonna that? that is well I mean you read the book, we reviewed it. Oh, is that the like 100th issue thing? The it was the one they did for uh Panel Syndicate. The only like Right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Gotcha. It was a great story. You weren't able to get it like you can get it if you shopped at your comic shop on comic local comic shop day or whatever that year. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Um I think you could have gotten it on uh Panel Syndicate, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it will be in bookstores July 29th. Um, oh, sorry. It will be available Wednesday, July 29th, and in bookstores on Tuesday, August 4th. Uh, it can be pre-ordered at your lo- local comic book shop and independent bookstores and Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, IndieBund, Indigo, whatever. Um, but it's coming out in a prestige hardcover format. I don't know. I think it's going to be like 20 bucks or something. But it's a good story to have for anybody. First of all, anybody that's a Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin fan, but really a Walking Dead fan too because that adds a lot. <laughs> it, it adds to that mythos if you've been reading the comics. Yeah. And in other news, 
They have a. There was a, a little interview with some dude working on the new Lego Star Wars game that's going to be coming out. Which one? His name is Craig Derrick. He's a managing producer at Lucasfilm Games, and he was asked about how many characters are in the game and some of his favorites, who some of his favorites were. And toward the end of the answer, he dropped a bombshell. He says, uh, with quotes here, of course, we have almost all your favorite heroes and villains from the films. Many background players and a few surprises. And Yaddle. And who? Yaddle. Who's that? You know Yaddle. Yaddle? Yeah, Yaddle. That's the other Yoda-like character that's in the council. In episode one, Phantom Menace. There's another alien like Yoda on the council that's not Yoda in Phantom Menace? Yes. She's got long hair. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. You don't know Yaddle? She was in the Dark Horse comics, too. I remember the character in the Dark Horse comics. I didn't remember the name. So you know Yaddle. You know Yaddle. Somehow I got kicked out of chat. That's weird. Maybe it's because I was going to title the show Come Come Gutter. (laughs) (laughs) Heck says Yaddle. Get hype. Yeah. So that's going to be in the new Star Wars Lego game. I'm still not going to play it. There's rumors that Netflix is going to be reviving Mouse Guard from 20th Century Fox. Mouse Guard is one of these medieval fantasy books done by, you know, the story is is follows a bunch of mice (laughs) that live in the field and have their own society and fight owls and shit. Um, It was supposed to be on 20th Century Fox. I'm sorry, say that again. It's like Redwall, but with teeth. Yeah. I just say yeah because I have no idea what Redwall is. Uh, same basic premise. Like mouse, uh, animal society, medieval fantasy. We fight rats, live in a coven, not a coven, a, like a mission. Okay. Parrots are generally bad people. So, uh, last month, uh, Netflix signed a first look deal with Boom Studios, and Boom now has Mouse Guard because they bought Arkea uh, back in the day. So mm. they're looking at this. Uh, they they release a uh, one of these things talking about stuff that they're working on the pipeline, and one of the things were it, it's like a production weekly guide, and it's it lists Mouse Guard as a project in development. Uh, it includes Idris Elba, Andy Serkis, Samson Kayo, and Jack Whitehall in the cast who were all involved in the original project at 20th Century Fox. It also has Matt Reeves, Ross Ritchie, Stephen Christie, and David Stark as producers. Again, they were the ones initially on it. The only thing it doesn't have is Wes Ball, who was the director involved in the original project. So I don't know if they're just 
redoing it and having somebody re-edit it or something with what they had or you know i don't know there is test footage um uh floating around youtube if you want to see it um i can actually put that link in chat for you if you want to see the the test sure. footage I pre-produced news right this week. <laughs> <laughs> I found I found notepad notepad on my computer. So what? <laughs> I have all the links. Yeah. Um, Todd McFarlane revealed that he's got ninety minutes of animation ready to go <laughs> for uh, for uh, live action Spawn movie. Yeah, well, animated Spawn <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, the, he was been working on it for like ten years or some shit. And uh, let's see, where's that news story again? I lost it. But basically, oh, no. he he uh, he just needs voiceovers and sound effects, and it's good to go. Um, but he's just been waiting for the right time to release it or finish it. So yeah. That that's the well, that's the gist of it. I can't find the actual article. Oh, here it is. He has a quote. He says, "Actually, years ago we started the second go around at it, meaning the animation, and I still have a lot. I have all that work, and it includes all vo- all the voice recordings and everything. So I've got up to na- about ninety minutes of a show ready, teed up, ready to go. The only thing I need to do is the cell animation, and everything else has been designed." Obviously, we need to put some music and sound effects or something. But yeah, I've been sitting on ninety-minute version of it for a long time. I've just been waiting to launch the movie to say, "Hey, let's tumble this all out at the appropriate time." But yeah, we'll get animation done. So he's just been sitting on it. Okay. And Dan Slott is leaving Iron Man after Iron Man 25. Iron Man 2020. Makes sense. Well, you don't like it? No, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that, like I've said before, like with both, uh, he's better with Iron Man than he is with Fantastic Four. But you can just kind of tell his heart's not in those characters in the same way as it was with Spider-Man. The cover for... That issue looks amazing, though. It makes me want to read. Yeah. I'm not a, like, in the movies, I love Iron Man. In the comics, uh, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that cover looks tight. I put it in the chat. I did see it. It looked great. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, Disney made an announcement today. That they're going to release a uh, a new Disney Plus series on the fifteenth called The Fury Files, which it'll be a, a series that'll be using animation and voiceover of Nick Fury, uh, voiced by Chai McBride, talking about different Marvel superheroes. So, I'm pretty sure this is definitely a, a holdover thing 
that they tried to do real quick, probably because they knew that their schedule was all messed up. So they probably, you know, did some voiceover and got some of the animation from some of the stuff that they've acquired now, like X-Men, the animated series and Earth's Mightiest Heroes and stuff like that. And kind of almost do like a Marvel, like a, a animated version of a Marvel handbook type deal. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, it, it all, I guess it'll live and die on how good the production value is. But, you know, Chai McBride, I, if I'm not mistaken, has done, like he does Nick Fury often in uh, in some of the other, uh, like, I, I actually, you know what? I'm not sure if he does Nick Fury in the animated shows. I feel like he might have done it in video games, but I have to double check that. I might be wrong. That's weird because his voice, well, I mean, if he's a voice actor, you can change it a little bit. Right. You know? But I don't think I could pick his voice out of if he's like doing a character. I'm like, oh, that's T. McBride, yeah. Because I have a certain expectation of his voice in relation to how he looks, so it's yeah, it's a little weird for me to see him as Nick Fury. But I'm sure I've probably already seen it and been fine with it. Yeah. 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 I think the worst thing you could have done was tell me that that's Nick Fury's voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you won't be able to uh, yeah. hear it? Yeah, I won't watch that Disney Plus show. Oh, unlike all the other Disney Plus stuff that you yeah. keep watching? Yeah. <laughs> Although I am going to watch that last season of uh, Clone Wars. I'm just going to jump to the last season because I don't have time to watch all of it. Yeah, he wait. You've seen Clone Wars before, though. Not right? all of it. Like I watched it on like shuffle, so I get like oh. I know a lot of what's happened throughout. It builds the, on stuff, though. It's I know, I know. But I look. So what? What I loved about Clone Wars that they did mini arcs where like they were like four episodes that kind of go together, and I watched mm-hmm. them. I watched those in on shuffle, like little arcs. But it's not six seasons worth. You know, I want to say it's maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, hear I think that. all together maybe two. You like, should at least watch the the Darth Maul stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of that, so I I, I can, I, I I know, I want to, and I'm just I I was excited for that new season, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna catch up, and then I never did, and I don't have time to. So, yeah, it's a fucking show. I gotta do this show five days a week, so it doesn't leave me time there. <laughs> <laughs> Time to watch Clone Wars. Yeah, one of the best things about the Clone Wars cartoon, at least the older seasons, was that they actually had a, a lot of references from the books. Mm. Like, if you were reading the books and watching the show, you definitely got more out of it. And I got to do that too? <laughs> I mean, you could get the basic yeah. experience and just watch that. Nah, but. but yeah. I know just because I was reading a lot at the time and I hadn't read, like I haven't read every star Wars book, but a few of the ones I was reading, I like did catch the references. Yeah. Uh, Pretty cool. We'll see. Can we just change into a clone wars podcast so I can watch all of it? (laughs) 
I mean, we could. Nah, I don't think the pub- like, the public clone- would revolt. Clo- clone War Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we we just gave up on the alliteration. We're just yeah. whatever. Cloud War Saturdays. That's what you get. Separatist Saturdays. Separatist Saturdays. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Um, Burn uh, chat. Seven seasons. Burn chat. So seven seasons, 133 episodes. Dang. Yeah, I know. I watched a hundred episodes of Hunter and Hunter over like three days. Oh Jesus! So like, wow, you're not doing anything. It's kind of easy. But I so think most do- people are a lot more than me. Chai, uh, Chai McBride was Nick Fury in the Ultimate Spider-Man animated series. I didn't watch that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think a lot of us did. I did watch the Web Warriors uh, arc and Spider. Like they had their own little Spider Verse thing. It wasn't that great, but I enjoyed watching those different Spider Men because it wasn't even like real like Spider Verse. It was, it was Ancient Venom, Scarlet Spider, and Iron Spider Man with that Ultimate Spider Man in it, and I think Miles. And Spider Ham. Gotcha. So it wasn't like, oh, I get to this imaginative view of this different Spider Man like you did in the Spider Verse series, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the movie, you can say that it's kind of like that series, but the movie did a, a fantastic job. The show, not so much. It's, it's really funny because obviously, with there being no news and no new comics and no new TV shows or, or movies, you know, everybody that does like comic book media stuff is clamoring for anything. And uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a rumor that Marvel, oh, I'm sorry, that Disney Plus was going to debut an Agent Venom TV show. And they were saying that. Uh, the Agent Venom TV show was gonna well, well I guess the the there's the rumor and then there's the complete speculation and so the the rumor was that that was gonna happen and then the speculation was that they would use the guy they would use Flash from the the uh, Spider Man movies the the Sony MCU Aww. movies which which. <laughs> it's just like that. I mean, if you, if it's on Disney Plus and based on what they're already doing, that would make sense if that's what they were going to be doing. However, yeah. the idea that the actual show was going to be on Disney Plus in and of itself doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't think Sony would let that go. But and they were talking about how they might have. Um, they want Tom Hardy as Anti Venom, and I'm like. That all sounds like. I mean, he like, could, he could be anti venom, but I don't see why. I mean, like as an actor, yes. As well, yeah, no, lo- log- yeah no, Tom Hardy's talented enough. Yeah, logistically, but, logistically, how they did this venom story, like, why would you need an anti venom? Listen, it not only that, but it's just like 
just from a branding perspective. It's like, you know how confused people are going to be if Tom Hardy becomes anti-Venom on some TV show that's not in a movie theater? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's just like, it, like, it just seems like such a bad idea. People watch all types of levels. People watch YouTube videos about people watching YouTube. I think they can get with anti venom. <laughs> this is true. Um when I heard that rumor, I was like, wow. Yeah, I saw an article that said like the ten the ten things you didn't know Lupo could do. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> they're really running out of content, these websites. Uh-huh. And it's like First of all, I I would have challenged before the corona, like any of these website writers. Do you know who Lupo is? <laughs> you know, but now all of a sudden they have time to become experts, and they do nothing with it other than a listicle about Lupo. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna start playing the rap of music. There's more news, but we'll get to it tomorrow because I'm hungry. And yeah, it's your birthday, yeah. birthday lunch. Uh, Hector Chat says, Tell Moses happy birthday. <laughs> Hector Chat says, Uh, where where did he go? I lost it. Oh, he says, Uh, lol, Saturdays now, poor Mo. He goes, I mean, I watch, he goes, I mean, I watched like. 500 episodes of Naruto or something like that. I did skip some filler. Hex says, well, how dare you skip filler? And uh, I told him, give me a no filler episode list. Uh, Burr says, do you have some cake, Mo? And I, I do. Emily actually went out and got me some Oreo Baskin Robbins cake. Ooh, that sounds yeah, good. So I'll meet the whole thing. There it is. And then Hex says, happy birthday, Mo. Thank happy you. birthday, Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the wrap-up music's playing. So Larry, do you think? All right. Let, let's get some final thoughts, Jay. Um, if you're on digital, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War came out today. Well, okay. Cool, cool. When are we Moses? Reviewing it? <laughs> oh, go ahead. When are we reviewing it? Um, I'm planning on watching it today. Okay. So I don't know when you guys watch it. Like, if you guys can watch it today, we could talk about it tomorrow. I think I could watch it today. I, I, I think I could do that too. It's uh, it's wait, is it on DC Universe? No, they don't get DC stuff. <laughs> Got it. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. If if I'm sure I can send away for a, a press copy, so I'll uh, I'll put a link in chat if if it's there. Okay. Moses Magnum. Final thoughts. Thank you guys for joining me today. Um, a virtual Fantastic Forum slash birthday party. Woo! And, uh, yeah, thank you to Hector and Burr and Chat for always being there. 
I was going to say the listeners, but I was like, please don't confuse our, what, our two listeners with each other, Bo. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's your birthday, so we'll give you a pass. Don't do it tomorrow. I realized I did it yesterday, too, but heck, wasn't even on yesterday. Or Monday, <laughs> one of the... Well, yesterday was Monday. Damn. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. And watch, uh, watch what we do in the shadows. Do yourself a favor. Watch. There it is. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you come and check us out. Hit us on our social media uh, on Instagram, Fantastic Forum at, at Instagram. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to cover, uh, you know, or what what it is that you're into. Like, tell us all, all that. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Moses Magnum. This is Fantastic Forum. Live only on allgames.com.